Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessories, Go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What's going on? Facebook Live, YouTube. Hi, Jay. What's up, Bri? Long time no see, man. I know. It's been a minute, huh? Well, as far as podcasts go. As far as podcasts go. <laughs> yeah. uh, got a great show tonight. We got a couple of our hosts in the house. A uh, little house cleaning first. Go down. Hit that share button in that lower left-hand corner. I just shared the stream up. Uh, let's get some people in here as we go throughout the show. If you guys got any questions, comments, drop them in the comment section. Uh, we'll try to get those answered for you guys. Uh, we got some hot topics we're going to talk tonight. Um, first, I want to um, say thank you to everybody that uh, commented and sent me messages, text messages, phone calls. Uh, the kayak fishing community is awesome. Uh, we missed last week's show. Jay was out with uh, illness. I, no, you were in Tennessee last week. It yeah. Was a week, it was the week, it was the week be before that. The week before, Jay had some surgery. And uh, last week, my daughter was in a rollover crash. Thank God she's okay. So um, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody for uh, the prayers, the thoughts, and all that good stuff. Uh, it could have been much, much worse than it was. So, um, everything good on your end now? 
the the surgery and everything. I know you missed uh, yeah. a couple weeks. You were in some pain, my man. I mean, there was a few times I talked to you and you were like, <laughs> sounded like death. <laughs> yeah, because it pretty much was. It was like the longest week of my life. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much self-induced for the most part, but I didn't know what else to do. So, but uh, yeah, I'm all good, man. Like, you know, it's, uh, it's been one hell of a month. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, man. It's been a roller coaster for sure, for sure. So, but uh, we got, uh, let's get these guys in the house. We got Dustin, aka Doodoo Nichols, What's and up, uh, Armando Sola. Armando Sola. customer. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, I'm making it. What's good, my fellas? It's good, man. Just wrapping up. Nice that to see you guys. Week. Nice to see you back, Jay. Thanks, man. Nice to see you, too. <laughs> Jay, the man of many words, is back yeah. in the house. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Dustin, you had, uh, you took, what, first or second in that tournament? Second place. Uh, second yeah, place. I went up and fished uh, Northeast Texas kayak bass leagues. Uh, they got a fall series that kicked off. Uh, first event on Lake Athens. Um, never had been on the lake. I went up there straight out of night shift, straight off graveyards, drove up there, <laughs> fished that afternoon, uh, figured out a pretty good topwater pattern, and, uh, you know, got some awesome fish on a, on a jerk bait too, on some brush piles, and uh, tried to repeat that in the morning. Uh, it started off kind of slow, um, but as the water warmed up, you know, it was 36 degrees that morning up there. It was a pretty <laughs> cool start to the morning. Uh, but once that sun came up, started warming things up, uh, you know, I kind of, Put that uh that hidden one knocker in my hand and and i didn't put it down i put a you know halfway decent five lip five fish limit on a slow day 84.75 uh me and you know i had a little i, I cold one time i went back and forth with the cliff uh a couple times and then uh, he ended up beating me by half an inch in the, the end of the day but uh you know i was happy i was super happy with what i found yeah Definitely stoked on that to go up there and uh, ruffle some feathers coming from the salt water down here. You know, the boy can still catch some bass, you know. How did yeah. you like Lake, Lake Athens? You fished I like there it, before, right? I like, no, nah, that was my first time on it. Really? I like that lake. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Grassy is. Uh, actually, some of the grass is, is gone. Looks like they sprayed a lot of it. But oh, really? There's, there's still plenty in there, but, you know, it's. Uh, I really liked it. I'm going to go back up there and fish it again. For sure, especially and that's next in, year. Their, their schedule is looking pretty good. Um, it's about forty-five minutes southwest of Tyler. It's about five so, hours from me. Okay. Supposedly, the Toyota Share Lunker program is near there, and they the fisheries. They release some of those big tanks that people donate when they catch them. They release them back there. They release them in there. Yep. We saw a lady driving uh, her little golf cart over there and release one the other day. <laughs> nice. That evening, nice. some big Friday right. evening. Yeah, there's some big fish in there. I did, I did. I, I ripped off a pretty good one on the wake on a, a jerk bait around 7:30 on tournament morning. Um, I keyed in some fish on a brush pile on a boathouse, and uh, you know, jerk baits and hooks. Sometimes they're a little weaker than others. I should have probably, I probably should have upgraded those hooks, the stock hooks on there. But I, have, I just, I pulled one off. It's pretty, pretty good size fish. Huh. That was my first sentiment, Lake Athens. Lovely. Yeah, I, I dig that lake. I, I didn't really fish um, 
fished the mid lake and I fished the upper part of the lake. I didn't really get down around the dam area and those islands down there, but I know there's some good stuff down there too. But uh, from what I saw, I really, really dug it. It's a smaller lake, but it's, uh, it's got a lot of my uh, qualities in the fishery that I like lily pads and some grass, some hydrilla, some millfoil, um, power fishing. Yeah. Top water all day. I, I was digging that. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. So, what about you, Armando? What have you been up to, man? I know, man. You I got fishing, my. You? Yeah, I got finally got to put some of the um, uh, fly fishing rods from Douglas to do some work. I've been meaning, I've been trying, but it's just a struggle, man. <laughs> Casting on a fly fishing, um, but I went with Jacob from Jacob Fishing Hunt. Um, he's a huge fan of paddle and fin. You all, you all know him. You talked to him, Jay. I think you talked to him. He talked, Brad. Um, he's always, you know, posting and, and and reposting our stuff, and so he's a huge fan of the of not just ba- battle and fill in general. Yeah. So we got to talk a little bit, and he told me he's like, "Hey, man, let's go to the Brussels, go for some stripers there." And uh, it was fun, man. It was fun. Finally, finally got one striper on the line, so it was pretty cool. Nice. Never, nice. never caught one until this time, but. Maybe got might might do it tomorrow again. We'll see. On on the fly rod. Yep. What oh, are you throwing? Are you throwing like a, a four weight, six weight, eight weight? Um, six weight. That's Kai okay. G from Douglas. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We're throwing the, the game change. I think they call them game changer lures. It's like a swim bait for yep. um for fly fishing, and I I really don't know the names of the baits. I mean, yeah, it's got like a whatever. It's got like a cone head weight with a bunch of feathers as the body. Yeah, jointed, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jacob got in, like, we were casting, and we, it's funny because we, we're walking up the river, and Jacob has caught a few of them, and I see this big wake going up river. I'm like, that's got to be like a huge buffalo. And I, and the water is really clear, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, um, Jacob, I'm like, he's like, look at that thing. It's, it's, it's a striper. And we can see the wake. Like, it would go, I mean, it's not a wide river, but we can see the wake from one side to the other. And it's like, no, it's got to be there. So we started casting there, and I took the drone out. And I, while he was casting, I was operating the drone, and I looked down, and there was a whole school of them. Nice. I mean, it was just like 20 or 30 of them. So we started throwing that game. He started throwing that game changer, and... Uh, Sure enough, that big striper it just ripped it completely clean, and that was the only one he had left. So we started doing like uh, more like fly dry flies. So it got complicated after that. She's all I see his eyes. What's up, Josh? What's up, my homies? What's up? What's up, What's up Tommy Birch? Uh, hey, look, dude. Look what. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, repping Tidewaters. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I kind of took a hiatus with that, you know, with, with COVID and all that mess. Uh, I think I'm going to have to revamp some designs. And put Dude, that shirt, that shirt, the, the fabric is so oh, yeah. soft and comfortable. Oh, so oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are good shirts just to wear in the summer, too. They're lightweight, and they, they stretch, and they, you know, they fit well. And they're, <laughs> the design's pretty cool, and it's just it's Doodoo's company. Shoot. It's yeah. an XL. You, you and probably wear them kind of fat, so it's fit. yeah. They're kind of slim fit, though. They're kind of that slim fit style, kind of like yeah. So Armando, oh, you wow. said you were flying the drone. That's like new to your arsenal, huh? 
I've had it. You remember? Okay, so you remember Saulo? He used to be my co-host in the Spanish yeah, yeah. podcast. He moved to Greece, Greece so yeah. he, before he moved, he he was selling it. So, he, um, so I bought it for him like dirt cheap. But I haven't had the chance to use it a whole lot because I figured. I mean, I'm still learning to fish, and I don't want to lose too much time trying to create content while I could be learning. So now this year, I'm more like you know what? Let me let me give it a try. Let me try to get some footage. I was using the Sky G. Um, like I mentioned from Douglas, and it's an amazing rod. Um, Jacob, who's been fishing a long time, he held the rod for the first time. He just couldn't believe the six weight was that light. Yeah, and I yeah. tried his rod, and I was like, I can't believe you're so heavy. Like, it's the yeah. only rod I've ever used, and it's an $800 rod. So here I am being spoiled my first time. Um, but So we figured, let's get some footage, you know, uh, to do the promo for Douglas. He's now uh, one of the Douglas uh, pro staff as well. You know, nice. we are, you are, I am, um, so is uh, uh, Brad Hicks. So I figured, you know, we need, I need to get some posts done for Douglas. And it's an amazing rod, and I loved it. Uh, but, yeah, man, it was fun. It, the, using the drone, I was like, I wonder how many tournament anglers take a drone with them in pre-fishing and try to, like, scout areas. Because I was amazed. Like, I couldn't, we couldn't see the, even though it was kind of clear water, we couldn't see the fish five feet from us. And here we are standing, and there's a school of, like, 30 stripers, big stripers, just, like, 10 feet from us. And we can't see them, but I can see them on the drone. Yeah. So I wonder, I was like, man, I wonder how many people have thought of this. Like, let me scout there's the area for preaching sort of and fly my drone around. Inshore-wise, where you're yeah. not supposed to use them to catch the fish. No, not on a tournament, but, like, pre-fish. No, just in general. Yeah, in general. Oh, really? Yes. It's kind of weird stuff like that with hunting. There's right? some weird stuff with the drone, um, some weird rules as far as, as fishing. Um, my Just in general, not, not tournament. TPWD. Yeah, not, not tournament yeah. either. Yeah. Oh, I didn't That's, even know that. It's probably done on a state-by-state -state basis. But Yeah, I'm um, sure it is. Like Jay and Brian, you guys are both hunters. They have uh, laws against like – um, if you're in, if you and your buddies are in tree stand, you're actually technically not allowed. A lot of times in some states, communicate via phone if you know there's a deer in the area, um, <laughs> especially for people who are uh, pushing deer out. Like they'll yeah. try to use radios and stuff like yes. that. And some some states allow it. A lot of times it's it's done on a state by state basis. But I've heard of weird yeah. laws and regulations that as soon as you start introducing technology into it. It uh, makes it a little too unfair at times. I know there's no laws up here in regards of communication. Like like in Wisconsin, deer drives are illegal. You can text message, you can phone call oh, or right. make phone calls, all that stuff. But I don't I think there is something in place where you can't fly a drone to scout deer if you have a weapon on weapon. you or right. with you. Um. But with that being said, like uh, when I was out of town the other week and I shot a deer and we were tracking it. And in Illinois, there's uh, there isn't a fair chase law. So fair chase law is if a deer crosses in a private property um, and you have a, a blood trail, you can go onto that private property to retrieve the deer. So we don't have that in Illinois oh, wow. and, and you have to get landowner permission. Well, I was hunting public land, this deer crossed over into public and I went 
knocked on the doorbell or knocked on the door, rang the doorbell. Nobody answered, uh, went to cell service, did Google searches, found a phone number, called it several times. And, uh, there was no voicemail. And, um, (laughs) so I'm like, crap, what am I going to do? Well, in the meantime, I had called the game warden to see if I had any options. And, uh, you know, she got back to me and she's like, unfortunately you don't like, you know, you can go leave a note on the front door, say, Hey, I'm going to be in town. If you know, it's okay. Give me a call. Uh, let me come retrieve my deer. Well, um, in the meantime, I was texting Jay cause Jay's like, did you find your deer yet? And I'm <laughs> like, no, it's in private land. And he's like, fly your drone. And I was like, yeah. Hmm. That's hmm. not a bad idea. Yeah. So I threw the drone up and I was trying to see if I could locate it from the sky. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't have any success. But I think in that kind of situation, you'd be OK, you know, trying to retrieve an animal. I did have a bow with me in my truck. Um, so I kind of walked away from the vehicle, obviously, when I was flying the drone. But yeah, um, I could see it being like one of those things where you know, for pre-fishing for a tournament or something like that, like it being totally illegal, you know, but I don't know. It's one of those things. Well, uh, before you go on the, so I'm recording with Bass and Bruce and I chop in because he's running late, but now he's ready. So I got to bounce and record right, an episode man. with Bass and Bruce is going to be uh, airing tomorrow. So nice Word. to see everyone. All right. Cool. See you later. Cool, man. Later. What have you been up to, Josh? Yeah. Work. Kids. Work. Panda Kids. there. <laughs> yeah. The bearded panda. <laughs> yeah, dude, got... I decided I'm going to grow it out. And I'm actually check this out, Brian. Oh, I'm boy. growing my hair out. What? Oh, oh, I've never God. seen him without a hat. <laughs> I have, but usually he's like bald, like yeah. bicked bald. Grow and I'm out. not bald yeah. at all. Like, I just shaved my head. You yeah, know, yeah. dude, when you get a collection of enough shitty haircuts, you <laughs> yeah. know, and the price of them, you know, remember the day yeah. it was like seven, eight bucks, ten bucks at the most. I went <laughs> to my what? barber and he was like, that's twenty five dollars. I'm like, what happened to the ten? Yeah, yeah right. Like, times have changed, man. Pro like, cuts or whatever that place is. I need a kid's cut, please, for seven dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on the little train. Yeah, dude is in the little yeah. airplane seat, yep. you know, <laughs> with a lollipop. Oh, oh man, shit, I've, been, no. I've been sick for the past two weeks. <laughs> oh, damn, dude. So I took a COVID test today and tested negative. So that was good. But um, the kids had something they passed back and forth a couple times. And um, I thought I was over it. And then last weekend, dude, I started coughing. And I haven't stopped coughing since last Friday. So, jeez. Oh, but I mean, I'm good overall, like no fever or anything. It's just when I go to lay down, man, it's like I've been smoking a pack of cigarettes throughout the day. So that's bad for your health, man. Yeah. But besides that, Jay, are you in Tennessee? I'm not yet. No, I'm in Illinois right now. Okay. I, I've been back and forth to, like, to, to Tennessee. Yeah. It, no, in uh, April's pretty much the deadline. I'm out of Illinois at that point. And I'll be Thank at the you. new house. Yeah. And he's up by Watts Bar. Yep. Are you going to go with him, Brian? I told him to clear a spot in his backyard for my TP. He thinks yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> dude's just gonna show up. Dude's just gonna show up one day and come up there and fish. That that, that's fine, dude. You guys are. I don't care. Just let me know. Like, there's, yeah. dude. There's, there's a. Uh, he won't uh, let so, me. He won't let me come. No, not Josh. I don't like. He Josh, hates me, dude. I, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of enduring it right now. It's purely toleration. I know. But uh, there's a, there's a, what is it? The, the Clinch River um, is five minutes from my house. There's a, uh, a launch, like right down the street from my house, and then. Oh, cool, dude. The Norris, uh, well, and of course, Watts Bar is part of the clinch, mm. uh, as well as Melton Lake. And then Norris Lake is 25 minutes away, which are, which is a reservoir. So there's some pretty, you know, there's a lot of water around the house. That's Cherokee sweet. Lake's not too far either, right? Yeah, yeah. So you've got, uh, you got Norris. What is it? It's Norris, Cherokee. Douglas. 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 Yeah, yeah. Thank you. See? I like Josh again. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me r- ruin it real quick. When did you start with the stash, bro? I know. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> I knew I was going to. You know what? I, I just, I don't care. You look you like a mall cop. I'm just going to say. Yeah. I said he looked like Ron Jeremy. I thought he looked like Mario. Mario. Super Mario. Yeah. I had on. So it was great Hello. seeing you all, you guys. I got to go. I got to think. Hold on. Let me ruin some overalls on. Look at the time. <laughs> oh, time to go. Time to go jump on some mushrooms. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Uh, Throw the beard no, out. I actually did have it going on, and then I just shaved it off and kept this. I don't know. Yeah, he usually does. It. He usually does the uh, the neck warmer. Yeah, the, the neck, neck warmer. warmer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm beard challenged. That's funny. That's so I wish so, I could grow one out. Work keeps me from doing it, but if I I could grow one, I'd have a freaking. ZZ top beard if they let me. Oh man, like my dad used to be able to rock one. I'm just, I was just like, thanks, dad. He even yeah. passed that to me. What the hell? Yep. That's funny. <laughs> um, so one of the hot topics this week, and I wanted to get your guys' take on it. Um, you know, the Hobie BOS <laughs> championship just wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, Jordan GLC. Marshall, uh, just won, uh, Angler of the Year. So there's been a lot of stipulation on like what should the angler of the year look like. Uh, Ewing Minor had a, a pretty stellar year, led AOI pretty much the whole year, I think it was. Yeah. And Drew was in second place. Drew missed the TOC, um, but um, you know Ewing got bumped out. Jordan had a better finish at the TOC and ended up taking it home. Yeah. Um, so what's your guys' thoughts on that? Because, you know, typically most tournament series, it's your best three finishes, um, you know, go towards your AOI. Uh, you know, typically a trail can have anywhere between five and eight events, right? And uh, three of your best finishes go towards AOI. And then they usually weight like that championship heavier, I believe, KBF does the same thing. Uh, Bass doesn't have it. Um, I know there's some small grassroots clubs that do yeah. the same thing. So, like, what's your thoughts on that? I've seen I've seen a lot of uh, different suggestions and things like that. Um, I know, like, one of the biggest arguments was is it's the Hobie Bass Open. It's an open series. So, you know, it's not like you're committed to fishing all those events. Uh, you know, some guys will fish three, some guys will fish them all. Um, there's no stipulation on that. 
Um, I've seen a lot of comments out there where, you know, guys and gals think you should have to fish every event or let me rephrase that. Uh, every event should go towards your AOI um, <clears throat> and things like that. So uh, what's your thoughts? Uh, we'll start with Dudu because uh, he's fresh off a of second place one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm all for, you know, having your best three out of, say, if there's six events or, or say if there's seven events, maybe your best four out of seven. And if it's a five event trail, maybe your best three out of five. And then having that championship as a uh, the weighted more, yeah. more points, you know, like a point and a half or something like that. Sure. Um, uh, spread instead of a one point spread, something, something a little different. <laughs> different. Um, yeah, I'm all for that. I, I just uh, fishing everything like having an eight eight trails. Not everybody's going to be able to make eight events. Sure. Uh, not not like tough. Yeah, not like a normal like everyday. Yeah, you know, Joe like us. Yeah, I'm definitely not because I'm fishing salt water too. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I'm, yeah, this is definitely. I, I I have to pick and choose, and I'm kind of looking at all these schedules coming out. Like, man, what am I going to try to do? In 2022. Am I really? Am I going to get out and make a run and and try to make some more national events, or am I going to fish our really cool trails in Texas, like the TKC, um, the Southeast Texas, and then the Northeast Texas events, and then the ones that Duke runs. Uh, I mean, there's just so many options over here. But on top of that, we have a new Redfish Trail about to start up, the Galveston Redfish Series. Um, they actually been around a while, but it's under new ownership, and they're bringing the kayak team edition back. And then, you know, we just have we just have a lot of stuff going on. In the in those saltwater tournaments, do they have an AOI system as well? Some of the trails do. Um, some of them will have, uh, you know, your best – all your events will add up and you'll have a team of the year, you know, depending on okay. how, many, how many, and they'll drop your, your, they'll drop one score for you. Okay. You know, that's how this last one we just fished was the, uh, for the, uh, saltwater and the redfish professional redfish league. Um, it was like that too. Uh, it all depends on the trail, you know, but yeah, I like to, I like to at least have, you know, you get to drop a couple, say you can't make all of them. You, you right. at least make three and all them three count, but if you can make, you know, four out of five, and you drop your lowest score, your best three counts, and then you go to the championship, and you know you still got a shot. You know, sure, 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 sure. sure. Yeah. How about you, Josh? Um, so the way with the Hobie is right now, it is really, really, really southeast heavy. So in a way, you would almost be able to see where they could pull that off, right? Because it's there. I mean, there is some places that it kind of goes far out but i don't know i'm i agree with dudu i think uh based off the number of events maybe they could add one or two more you know onto that instead of like three so if it's like you know eight events like maybe your best five or six you know but if it's like eight and it's your best three i'm not a fan of that then yeah you know um i think it would need to you know and i don't i I like that they are waiting um you know making a heavier weights weighted system on that championship for sure. That makes a lot of sense because a lot of times they don't uh, like a lot of the grassroots clubs. Well, some, the one I know around here, I don't think they weighed it. It's just another number at the end. Um, and I'm not even hundred percent sure that it really plays into it. If they don't keep the AOI uh, separate, I separate from the championship. Yeah, the I'm not sure though. Okay. 
<laughs> but I don't know, man. Um, I think that's where we could. It'd be cool to see. See a tournament schedule, you know, a series that open up to that travels more broad. But the problem is, is that the money's not there for kayak anglers to be able to commit those kind of resources and follow a trail like that. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, you yeah. got your big bass boat guys and stuff like that, and you know, most of that money comes uh, from, or some of it comes from sponsors, but you know, we've heard the stories of when those guys are starting, man, they are forking out a lot of money to, you know, and tournament fees and that sort of thing to be able to travel and, uh, you know, follow a series like that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not as luxurious as most as it, yeah. think it is, you know, oh, for uh, sure. uh, I learned that. I, and I've mentioned it before, 2019, that FLW event was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was at the campground. There was a bunch of guys with, like, you know, uh, truck bed campers. I saw one dude eating, like, uh, what's, the, like, the little hot dogs in a can, dude? Vienna sausages. Yeah. yeah. He was, like, heated it up legit in his campfire and was eating it out of the can. Like, that That was uh, that was his dinner. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> these guys aren't eating t-bone steaks every night like while they're on the road uh, um ramen and peanut butter and jellies and exactly and devil exactly. ham potted meat yeah <laughs> spam. exactly <laughs> spam yeah <laughs> peanut butter and jelly yeah but uh no i totally agree with that i think like if if you want to count all the events towards aoy it's got to be like like an elite like the elite series where you know you're paying all your tournament fees up front beginning of the year and you're committed to the whole season. And I think they still drop your worst one, maybe worst two scores. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I know they drop at least one score, I believe. But, um, you know, and I saw a lot of discussion going on about that. I can see that happening in the future, but like Josh said, it's not there. And I guess that's a good segue, too, because uh, KBF announced that they're bringing back their Pro Series, um, which, you know, Jimmy was texting me last night or this morning or something, um, and uh, he sent me all the uh, specifics for that because he asked me if I would fish it again. And... um, they're just doing it in conjunction with the regular trail series events. I thought they were going to do a completely separate trail when I thought Chad had announced that, but I could be a hundred percent wrong. Like I'm not going to lie. I haven't followed the tournament stuff a ton this year. Um, I mean, I know who's, who's won and who hasn't and where events have been and things like that. But as far as like going into next year, I haven't really dove into schedules yet. Um, but in reading that, like, um, they're planning on upping the entry fees in the guaranteed payout for the championship each year with, I think it's 2026. Grows substantially every year. Yeah, that's, that's what they're shooting for. And I'll pull it up. But uh, this year it's going to be $200 entry fee. Um, and then it's supposed to go up from there. Um, let me pull this up real quick. Now, so 
I had my earphones off. Are they going to do the pro series along the regular trail series again? Yeah. 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 So, and I thought it was going to be a separate trail. So, uh, 2022, it'll be $200 for the tournaments, $450 for the championship, uh, 10% of the field at all pro series events and KBF pro series championship will get paid. Um, 2023, they're going to bump it to $300 in event, $550 at the championship with a $50,000 first place guarantee. 2024 would be $400 entry fee, $650 championship entry fee with a $75,000 guaranteed first place. 2025. $500 entry fee for normal event, $750 for uh, championship, and then a $100,000 first place guarantee. And then 2026, $1,000 entry fee for regular uh, season events, $2,500 for uh, championship entry fee with $200,000 guaranteed first place. It's a lot of moolah. That's a lot of dollars, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. So, Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Got to make that blue thing. Oh, man, I'll be jamming that. Boy, that's my jam. So I read that, and I was like, that's pretty stellar for payouts, like you're talking. However, is the participation there? And one thing um, that they did say, because back in 2019 when they did the Pro Series, they said it'll be open to whomever. And then after that, they were going to go to uh, like top 100, top 150 or whatever would be qualified for the following year, um, which is what they're doing again for this year. And then for 2022, what they figured, and I remember hearing Chad talk about this on one of his streams, but the top 100 at the 2021 KBFNC, top 25 for the KBF Challenge Series Championship, top 50 KBF Trail Series Championship, top 200 from the KBF Trail Series ranking, top 100 from the KBF trail series ranking. They got that in there twice. So they were, um, you know, going to make it a qualification type deal. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading because we'll it's kind of confusing the way this is all laid out. <laughs> Um, and then they're also doing an ambassador series pro open events as well, which what that is, I don't know. Yeah. That's the lower membership fee and they'll just be able to come and fish those, events those pro series events. Okay. So it seems like they're trying to structure it to building towards that. And I remember when I heard Chad talking about that in a podcast that, you know, they figured if they did so many from each one of those events or, uh, you know, AOI standings for the trail, the, you know, the KBFNC, all that stuff, not everybody's going to do it, right? 
but um you know that would hopefully become a collective of 100 to 150 200 anglers whatever it may yep. be um you know but in thinking about that do you guys think that's too much because i know back when i fish kbf in 2019 mm -hmm. you know the big complaint i heard from a lot of people was well everybody qualifies for the nc you right. know what i mean like in one way shape or another so is it just going to be kind of the same concept for the pro series so does that null the pro series event however at the same time if you got the cheddar to pay to get into those events i mean yeah. you know you got to be pretty serious about well, it unless i'm hoping it it does some good stuff just like you you know in 2019 i did i, I double dipped too i fished the trail and i and I fished the pro series and I signed yeah. up to do it in 2020 and then freaking COVID hit, you know, all that right. Stuff. Right. Um, but I would, but a lot of people then were still whining about, Oh, that's another, that's more money on top of what I'm already spending. Well, I mean, put up or shut up. I mean, for right. real, I mean, if you want to fish, I mean, put the money in, yeah. you know, well, I mean, it, to get those higher payouts, it's going to require yeah, you got to get there somehow. It's going to sure. require higher entry fees, you know. So, yeah, I'm like, I to be honest with you, when you talk about the NC, I wish they would just change that. I wish you would think of a new name for it, like because I like the format and make it like qualify for it, but stop calling it a national championship um, because it's really not. It's almost an opening hoorah for the year call it the a, national qualifier or like yeah. I, I don't know i mean something else just I, I respect what it is okay i really do because the it's brought a lot of exposure to kayak fishing um it's bought, brought a lot of exposure to those yeah. who want it um it's got a good payout and you know that's all based off you know the fact that there's a crap ton of people but I think that's kind of the lore about it. It's actually, you know, I'm, I've known people who like get groups together to go down there, like 20 people deep and get a couple campsites and they yeah. have a great time and they have the big expo down there. I just think it should be called something else. And then I think they should have a championship added to the series itself. Yeah. I'll tell you, it was, a, it was a spectacle down there this year. I didn't get to fish it. I got off night shifts and drove down there to sport some of the, my Jackson teammates that made it to the final day. And, uh, it was a it was quite a sight to see you know the uh the vendors surrounded the the, the stage on the outside of the building and the chairs were in the middle uh you know there's quite a few vendors there set up uh they had some really cool stuff going on man yeah it was it was pretty neat uh i mean it was there uh, you know, yeah and i mean cool. i know chad's referred to it too as it being like the spectacle of the sport you know because so many people qualify and come fish it and things like that so i mean i'm not uh, i'm not in any way trying to knock that at all yeah. um i just want to be you know upfront about that i'm just trying to you know what separates the two you know i guess is right, what i'm trying right. to get at you know um i mean everybody's got you know let's be honest opinions are like assholes everybody's got one you know what yep. i mean yep. um but i think it's you know when you have the constructive um talks about it you know that's that's the way things progress that's the way things get better so true 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 on that 
I know Jay told me he's fishing pro series this year. Oh, dude, I'm all over it. <laughs> I, I, I'm just using seven baits through them all. That's it. Seven baits. That's right. I'm going to throw them on some uh, ugly sticks, dude. We're good. He would go there. He'd go there and he'd be like, ugly stick. He'd be like, <laughs> like, I don't know, 15 minutes in there, and he'd be like, the hell with this. I'm pike fishing. Yeah. <laughs> like, the truth of that is, that no that, pike, but I'm going to fish for him anyway. Yeah, I'm going to fish for yeah. him anyway. Yeah. It's like that's actually happened a few times. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're, they're not know? pike, but they're in the pike family. If you want to go catch a lot of jackfish, chain pickerel, or whatever, go to the Kissimmee chain. <laughs> <laughs> I think I caught seventy of them things the whole time. I was <laughs> John Big Daddy Raps and Jay's video is frozen. Wait, no, he does speak. <laughs> What's up, Rusty Hook? I'm just yeah. here to I'm just here to moderate, man. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Oh yeah. Well, it, you know, you you just mentioned something, right, Dustin? And and this is a conversation I've been having uh, with Brad Hurlboss. You you mentioned Jackson teammates, right? And yep. uh, um, so th- this is a question for everybody, right? So you you're on a boat team, right? Like you're Jackson, I'm New Canoe. Jay was Jackson. Um, Josh, you float out of a Jackson, but you're not on a boat team, right? So, you know, us, especially being in the podcast realm, right? We always get questions from people that listen, people we run into on the water, things like that. Um, And they're like, oh, I'd love to get into a kayak. What what kayak do you recommend I get, you know? Mm -hmm. And me having a little bit of a, a sales background for a kayak shop, I know how I approach that, but, um, you know, whether you're on team Jackson, team Hobie, team new canoe, whatever it may be. And, you know, the potential customer describes like what their needs are and your boat company doesn't, uh, necessarily make a boat that you think would fit their needs, but you know, one of the competitors does, do you think it's a bad thing if you recommend the competitor's boat or is it uh, you got to push your brand boat? Well, I think that you're, you're going to have some bias, of course. I mean, you're trying to support, you know, the company you're on. You're going to try to put on, you know, I know I was going to say like Sun Dolphin. Um no, I mean, it's like you're trying to get people in those boats, too, just to help the company and everything. But the reality of it is, um, you know, there's going to be other boats that are going to match other people. It's kind of like when people talk about Hobie and everyone goes, ah, oh, you know, but we all know deep down inside, it's a pretty solid boat. Yeah. I mean, it's like you can get out there, you can do a lot with it. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's like an ongoing joke. And, and, and I've told people, you know, that talk basically saying – or you know, give you, uh, you know, every idea for, I can't even talk today, but basically they're interested in a boat and the Hobie fits them. I'm going to be like, you should probably just get a Hobie, you know? Yeah. So John Rapp said, recommend they test. And I, I completely agree. That's like go out and do a demo. Um, yep. I've always said there's no such thing as a perfect boat, but there's a perfect boat for a perfect situation. Yeah. Um, but I've also, I also tell people, and I've said this numerous times on the podcast, like what I like, what Jay likes, what Dustin likes, what Josh likes, they're all going to be four different things. You know what I mean? So, and and that's just it. Right. And, um, 
you know, I was having this conversation with Brad and I'm not trying to throw him under the bus or anything like that, but her boss. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, it's one of those things, man. You don't want a guy to come back at you and be like, man, why the hell did you talk me into this piece of shit? Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, like I could I should have gone and got this boat, you know, and, and you bring up a valid point. Right, Jay, like you you mentioned Hobie, like me personally, like you couldn't pay me to be in a Hobie like I like and it's it's no knock against Hobie. Right. Like yeah. it just doesn't fit my needs. Like it wasn't sure. comfortable for me. Um I know many people that have hobies and they absolutely love them. It just, it wasn't me. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, suitable for me. Like I got bad knees and doing that whole like the stair stepper thing, man, like that, like <laughs> yeah, that, killed my knees, yep. dude. Um, whereas like the cycle motion doesn't, which is weird, right? <laughs> you would think it'd be opposite maybe, but um, you know, it's to each their own, you know, but uh I just wanted to get your guys' take on that because, like, Brad's like, I feel guilty if I, like, recommend something else. I'm like, no, dude, you can't feel guilty no, for that. No, you can't. I mean, you, you just really got to tell them, hey, it's their decision anyways. I know I'm biased to Jackson, but, you know, if the dealer they're going to has other brands on, and there's a demo yeah. day, I'm like, man, get in everything and try and find yeah. what you yeah. like. Don't yeah. go. I mean, I can tell you, oh, man, this is great, but it's great for me. It yeah. might not be great for you, just like you said earlier. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I've never been on a boat team, so I haven't had to really worry about that. And working out of Loveland and doing the shows and stuff, um, somebody was asking me, uh, you know, here's, here's my needs, here's my wants, and I'd get as much information from them as I can before I even recommend anything. And nine times out of ten, being, uh, you know, in, in a Jackson and knowing their lineup, I often could recommend Jackson just because they cover such a wide spectrum of kayaks. I mean, you got whitewater kayaks, touring kayaks, they've got it all right. They're probably the most diverse overall the brands, but <coughs> sorry. Um, there's a lot of times I've run into issues though, where somebody's like, the seat's not very comfortable. And then I'm like, okay, try this bonafide out. You know what I mean? Their seats are, they're known for having really good seats. So, um, you know, I've had no issues being like, check out strictly sale. Uh, they sell Hobies, they sell new canoes, they sell old, you know, my biggest thing is like, I, you will actually probably leave a more of a positive at that point, Mark yep. on that customer yep. than a negative one, because they saw that you cared enough that you were willing to help them find that kayak, regardless of where they bought it from. Yeah. And they could yeah. be like, Hey, Check out Loveland. I didn't buy my kayak from there, but they, you know, they really, they're very helpful. They are not biased in, you know, being towards one brand or another. And, yeah. you know, well, yeah. Well, Richard's in, Richard from Eastport Marina is in the chat real quick. Um, and he, he brought up a great point, which is much like what Josh is talking about. He said, I've called the competition, recommended another product, and made the customer happy. Hopefully that store returns a favor. And I know a lot of kayak shops are like that, you know, yeah. like um, I know, uh, you know, the shop I work with, Rocktown, um, and then the shop in Madison. What's, uh, I forget the name of it. Rutabaga. 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 Rutabaga sports. Uh, yeah. Water sports. <laughs> um, 
you know, those two shops help each other up because they do carry different brands and they do carry some similar brands. So if one shops out of a particular model, they'll send them up there to get it and vice versa. You know, like that's how these small paddle shops survive is by working together instead of yeah. against each other. You know what I mean? Um, True. But go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say there is a point that like we there's a, a point about this that we didn't talk about either. It's usually money is involved. Right. So yeah. sure. You, you really got to know somebody's budget. And mm-hmm. sure. then that pretty much alters because not everybody can drop, you know, two or three K, you know, on a kayak. And, yeah. you know, you know, most people are like, I, I hear a thousand a lot. Yeah, sure. You know, sure, sure, I hear sure. a thousand a lot. And then like, you know, of course there's the paddle, you know, side of things too, that, you know, is included in that. But, um, you know, it's, I, I got a guy at my work. He's saying that too. He's like, well, I, get, I want to do like a thousand bucks. And I'm like, I was like, well, you know, given today's environment, they're like the demos aren't so readily yeah. available. And I'm like, you know, you're closer to like, well, a, a Jackson bite or, and never mind, this guy's like six three. Right. So then I'm like, uh, you're kind of a big Doesn't dude. Fit. Yeah, it's like, and then I'm like, well, maybe there's like a feel free out there, right? They got what? Don't they got like an eight or nine hundred dollar boat? Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, uh, maybe it's called like three waters. No, but uh, yeah. anyway, I mean, cost is a huge thing, and that's yeah. really the starting point for any of this conversation. Yeah. Kevin Willis yep. in the chat yep. brings up a good point too. He said so many people get into a bad fit kayak as a newbie and have the perception that kayaking is not a good experience. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, which you hear a lot of people, you know, like me personally, dude, I had a little 10 foot pelican I used to fish out of, you know. Um, and I had a shitty ascend, and I'd rather fish out of that pelican than that ascend. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? True. But it, and and that's the thing too, fit fitting that budget and making sure that that boat is going to fit their needs and be comfortable for them. True. You know, mm-hmm. like that that's that's a huge thing too, dude. And and to kind of go a little bit into that is sorry, I'm like on the verge <laughs> of coughing at any moment. You were excited. Um, <laughs> you were excited. You're like, dude, um, dude, dude. So like buying used kayaks i see people get into used kayaks and they hate them Mm. because they found a deal on a nice kayak and they're like oh it's a jackson you know like i had a buddy bought a jackson he bought the cuda 14 Mm. for like lake fishing and like river fishing mainly river fishing no. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's like, uh, you want to go on anyways. his kayak every time yeah. we were in yeah. the river. I was gonna say, you want to use it up by doo doo, or do you want to yeah. use it up? Yeah, by that's us. a good marsh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, or also offshore, even possibly, you know, a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah, and um, super narrow boat, couldn't stand in it. It was yeah. fast, <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it was a fast kayak, but. Um, not not for fishing Dayton, Ohio waters by True. any means. True. So, yeah. you know, that's the other thing. Like, even if you consider going used, still try to get out and find – at least try to find something, like, size-wise that you're looking for first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and then kind of go from there. What options do you want? Yeah. Um, you know, like, it's all about – their budget and then what are you fishing you know what are you yeah. primarily going to be on yeah well you know what you know the thing is too is a lot of people don't have the access to a shop you know depending where they sure. live too so 
when we say demo, 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 yeah, yeah, that's hard. It's real it difficult. Yeah. So they got to make just a choice and be like, all right, you know, and you can watch like a million videos, you know, that goes and right. You still getting something and you're like, you know, man, you know, like perfect example, actually, to back up what Rob Rap said, like one of my my first like real kayak was like a feel free, you know, in the lure. It's a great stable kayak, but it's a barge. Yeah. You know, it's heavy. You know what I mean? But I mean, it's still, it, but for an entry level, it's fine. But I moved on, you know, and I got into, you know, by then I was on the Jackson team. But, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, it's like, you're just never going to know. I mean, it's like, you just, of course, I have access to shops, but I just didn't, I wasn't deep enough to, to have that intellect to, you know, yeah. go, go to Rocktown and, you know, and check out all their uh, kayaks before I actually made a purchase. But money was also another thing about that. Sure. For, for eleven hundred bucks, free shipping. You know, done deal. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean. Un- Uncle Flaky on YouTube brings up a great point too. He said fishing from a kayak low angle might not appeal to dudes used to fishing from boats, and a thousand dollar yak won't fix that. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. True. Totally agree. And I mean, yeah, it's one sure. of those things, you know, like when you're. Uh, I guess I bring it up because you know. Um, tis the season for people to start looking at boats for next season and things like that. Um, One thing I will say, um, I know Jackson guys are good for it. All our new canoe guys are good for it. Um, You know, Hobie folks, um, every brand, even, you know, feel free, John Rapp's on feel free's team. Like look on a lot of the um, websites for these specific kayak manufacturers and a lot of them have you know kayak team members and reach out to one of the guys in your area nine times out of ten if they don't have the boat you want to demo they more than likely know somebody in the area that does we will more than happily yeah set it up yeah absolutely i was just about to say that too yeah so i mean that's something too like don't feel like you know if a shop is four hours away and it's hard for you to take a whole day to go out there and demo a boat look and see if somebody's close to you you know what i mean um and i know some shops rent out their demos like you know rocktown for instance you could rent one of their demos for a day two days a weekend and really put that boat through the pace and um if you end up buying a boat whether it's that one or not whatever you paid in rental they'll take off the actual price of the boat yeah, that's how we have a few Jackson dealers that do that, uh, Fishing Tackle yeah. Unlimited, and some others that, that do the same thing. Uh, they'll, you know, you'll rent the boat to demo it, and then whatever. If you decide to buy a kayak, I mean, they'll apply that rental fee yeah. uh, towards your purchase of the kayak, which is pretty cool. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Speaking for sure. of kayak teams, did y'all see uh, Mr. Russ <laughs> announced that he's officially on uh, Team Wilderness earlier today? Russ Snyder's? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's about time. Like, what yeah. the hell was taking so long? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was pretty stoked to see him get on there too. That's a pretty good deal. That's and cool. Then, uh, there's another hot topic uh, rolling around the internet there about the uh, information highway, the sharing during tournaments and uh, leading up to like getting outside <laughs> information. Um, leading up to the tournaments, that's a that's a big topic on uh, on a lot of threads right now. It's always going on. It's been going on for. Oh, it's been going on. It's kind of hard to it's control. In the bass boat world, yeah. like. Yep. 
Yeah, I my first introduction to that or like seeing that firsthand was in the walleye tournament series. Um, you know, when I was uh, helping pre fish with my one buddy and things like that, like, uh, and that was back when it was run by FLW, and it was mm-hmm. highly illegal to be sharing information with other competitors. Yeah. But it still went on. Um, True. I'm sure it still goes on in in the um, the bass boat world and things like that. And like I've even heard things to the extent where there's anglers that that fish those higher level events. And I'm not talking specifically in the kayak world. I haven't heard it in the kayak world, but I've heard it in big boat tournaments where anglers will team up. And they'll pool their money where um, if they're sharing information during an event and one of them places in the top 10, now they have to give 10%, 20%, whatever it is of winnings to each one of those people Mm -hmm. that were in on that circle. Does that happen in the kayak fishing world? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But if I had to take a guess, uh, I would say 100% it does. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, um, does that make it fair to a guy like that's out there grinding it all on his own? No. Yeah. True. But it's it, this is my whole take on tournaments. Like the instant you get money involved in anything, it goes south somewhat. <laughs> you yeah, know? people are going to do whatever yeah. they can to win. There's gonna it's we've seen it already with all the cheating stuff that's happened and. It's not going to ever be pure. Sure. And somebody's sure. always going to be pissed True. off or upset about something. Well, I think where it's pure is, is <laughs> a lot of times at that grassroots level. When you yeah. when you start working your way up into these national events, you got more at stake. There's more reward at the end of the day. You know, people are going to start to do funny things for, for that. Even the grassroots, man. Like... I've yeah. heard some horror stories about it. You know, like you got grassroots clubs that are running and ha- like, you know, like a third of the field is involved with the the actual, you know, tournament itself. Like whether they're d- tournament directors or yeah, some yeah. kind of committee for it or something like that. You know what I mean? And who's to say that the same kind of thing doesn't happen? They have this group meeting and it's like six or seven of them and – they're like, well, here's last year's waypoints of all the fish that got caught, you know, on the yeah, tournament true. series, or whatever. And I, I've I've always been a big believer that if you're running a tournament, you should have no, you should not be allowed to fish it. You know, if you if you have access to that data, you know, whether it's attorney X fishing chaos, I don't care, like whatever it is, whatever way you do it, I don't think you should be allowed to fish yeah. in those tournaments at all. Well, I'll fish. You know, I'll do a, a chasing the tide trout tournament here in the winter, just like I did last February. Um, and I do fish it, but yeah. judging the fish, and then I donated if and I placed and I and I rolled my spot to the next person because I just I didn't take the prize. Yeah, with. but that's sure. people problem. wanted to enjoy the competition, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah right. right. I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I mean, there's, there's obviously a, a tasteful way of going about yeah. that, you know, yeah. and but then there's super sketchy ways too. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's. You know, we've seen a lot of uh, even the grassroots clubs have, you know, that's where a lot of cheating stuff starts to take place initially. 
you know, you can kind of get away with it a little easier. A lot of just, times some of the rules are kind of a gray area. I know there are certain trails here in Texas where you're not supposed to, supposed to even call anybody that's in the tournament while you're on the water during tournament hours. Yeah. Um, but leading up to the tournament, say you and a group of like five other guys all pre-fished, you know, the three days before the tournament, you all figure something out and you're sharing stuff with each other. I mean, th there's some conversations about that, say leading up to like a, a, a big trail championship or something. And then, you know, you got a group of guys that are six, seven people and you're all pooling information and, and, you know, just, you know, there's some, I know that's goes on. That, that's not, a, that's not, a, that's, a what no if, that's a no brainer. Yeah. <laughs> what if you got a buddy that's not doing so good. Right. And then, and then you call him and say, Hey, come on over here. I'm smashing yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, I don't know. I don't see no harm in that because, that dude's already having a or woman is already having a bad day. It's a crappy like, day. Yeah. Yeah. And you might, you know, it might brighten it up a little bit. They may not win. I mean, there's always that fluke, right? Right. But I mean, they still gotta catch the fish. Right. Yeah. You know, you still gotta throw the right presentation, the right color, and you know, yeah. be in the right spot. But then at that point, you know, the, maybe that guy's like, All right, here's what I'm throwing, here's a bag of them, here's some weights, you know, like yeah, but at the same time, like, so so that's interesting because I was just going to bring this up, you know, back when I used to travel the trail, so to speak. Um, you know, there would be a group of us camping out, and uh, we'd always give a, each other a hard time. And, uh, you know, it was like, did you catch them today? And it was like, yes or no. And, yeah. you know, if, if, if you were catching them, like, it'd be like, oh, what'd you get them on? And, you know, you'd either say a fake, like something that like was completely <laughs> opposite of what you were yeah. using yeah. or you yeah. would tell them. And, and like, that was the thing too. Like I was usually pretty open and I'm like, I'm throwing this. I wouldn't yeah. say what I was throwing it around yeah. or like give waypoints. Yeah, exactly. Details. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but you know what I throw and what another guy throws um, or us throwing the same bait we may present it two different ways, yep. you know, which could be all the difference in the world, you know, but I've, I've is, seen yeah. people share waypoints and things like that. And that gets a little, uh, little See, that's what, this is why I also don't tournament fish because I love it when everybody has fun and catches. Fish. Sure. 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 So I'll sure, be sure. like, Oh, well I was right over there and I was throwing X, Y, and Z on this, this, and this, you guys want to come over? We'll all go right over there together. <laughs> and let's go have fun. Yeah. I mean, so I'd, right. I would be, I'm awful at it. I'd be like, I'd, and I would probably get my ass kicked every time. I'd probably be sitting in first and be like, how did I end up in 10th? Well, you took half the field with you over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, were you drunk and be like, haha, no, that's the funny thing. Yeah. I'm sober as <laughs> shit, man. And we all just went right over there. Everybody the was happy. I was happy. They were happy. You know, is, uh, say you went and smashed them on the first day. And then everybody, then you got like ten more kayaks at the launch the next morning where you're launching from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, always yeah. that's always a good one too. Yeah, there's a there's been uh, some some pretty interesting events that have happened over the years in those types of situations. Yes, for sure. Where uh, I know people have gotten in arguments on the water over spots and things like that. So, yeah. you know, it is yeah. what it is. But well, how, I mean, like coming to that point there say like if it's like the third day you made it to the third round but you're you're kind of out of reach of that check cashing zone 
and then the guy that's you're sharing an area with is is you know top tenish are you going to yield your that spot to that guy yeah, i mean if i was definitely like and the guy was already fishing that spot yeah if y'all were kind of in the same area oh yeah yeah, yeah. Yield, yeah yeah i'd let him have it yeah 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 i'd say That's go just, for it it'd be for sure you know, just the Kurt, you know, courteous thing to do, but yeah. Now, if he's in a bass boat, and I don't oh. give a shit if he's in the elite series at this point, I'll be like, <laughs> no, I'm talking about another guy. Be like, go find kayak. a new spot, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm fishing for money. Me too. Yeah, me too. Maybe mine's yeah. on a hundred grand. It's five hundred dollars. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you that's when you bust out the musky beats. Uh, and and yeah, dude, and then you're just like. But I really need a five hundred bucks, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. All right. Can't get hold of enough gas. Josh, Josh has got to support his Skyline Chili Dog. Right. Yeah. <laughs> skyline kids. Chili Dog. My kids. Is that like too. a wiener stencil or something? No, it's just chili dogs. The, oh. I, I, I've been <laughs> eating chili dogs. Like it's my duty. Like in the past freaking year, I ate them tonight, Brian. It's hilarious. Oh, Except God. I got I got like Queen City sausages like um, they're like from Cincinnati. So uh, Uncle Flaky says uh, just yesterday I told a dude to fish my spot. I was bank fishing, and he hooked up in a minute on my vid. I think structure knowledge, especially to a person who didn't know a lake, is powerful info. Totally agree to that. Um, like like for instance, like you come out here to my home lake and. Josh has fished it. Jay's fished it. Doo-doo needs to get up here and fish it. But there is some some sunken structure out in the lake. And if you don't know where it is, um, you're not going to catch any fish. If you're fishing that deeper, deeper water, right? Like we've, the three of us have all seen that. Like yeah, if you're yeah, not on those sure. brush piles, um, you're not, not brush piles, up. bro. Those are full-grown trees. Like, if you don't see those on on your imaging, like, you need to go just throw your electronics in the garbage. Yeah, but that's that's the thing, right? Like, if you don't have some kind of imaging and you got just, like, some kind of, like, cheap chirp sonar, that's not necessarily showing up, you know? And if you're not on that structure, um, you know, you're not catching fish. I'm sure so that makes a I'm sure over by you, it looks like a Christmas tree under there, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about the ornaments that are loud lures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know I've I've lost a couple. I I probably got a couple hundred bucks down there underwater. I've actually had thoughts of learning how to scuba dive and going down to retrieve every lure that's on those brush piles. And we could probably open a small bait shop for sure. I'm so not we, doubting that one bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, all interesting topics tonight, man. Uh, yeah, we'll sure. we'll close it up with final thoughts. So we'll uh, we started with Dustin. So we'll we'll start with you again, man. Final thoughts, man. What's coming up? All that good stuff, brother. Oh, what's coming up? Let's see. Um, we do have a uh, Southeast Texas Kayak Bass League has a. Uh, Toads for Tots uh, charity tournament on December the 11th. Nice. Which that evening uh, we will be celebrating at my house, uh, my 50th birthday. It is the 9th. Hopefully oh, I'll, 
I'm all, I'll be on night shifts that night. I might try to chime in on the OG show that Thursday night, the night of December. So I, I, I hit that milestone of 5 0. Look at that lizard. That's crazy, man. You don't look a <laughs> yeah. day over 40, bro. Shoot, man. That boy, oh, that boy hurting. <laughs> look at that. Man, he, he's so dusty. I'm like, it's getting yeah. some on me over here. I know, right, old crusty old dude. Yeah, man. Just uh, looking forward to some uh, December the 4th. Um, is the artificial showdown. That's the, the speckled trout tournament where all the solid guys in the boats fish it that we got third nice. in last year in kayaks. And we'll be fishing that again this year with uh, 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 my Jackson teammate, Popa Cedillo, um, Chris Castro, Next Level Fishing. I think Graham Garcia is going to be joining us again. Um, so, yeah, there'll be a group of four of us fishing against the boats again. Nice. And see if we can uh, pull off a podium there. And then uh, – I think that's about it. And looking forward to January. Uh, Kevin Willis. New year kicking up. Kevin Willis said, Dustin, you're halfway to 100. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, Kevin Willis. Nah, that's not <laughs> Kevin's a good dude, man. Fish with him. Uh, fish, fish against him on a lot of the redfish trails and saltwater tournaments. Uh, nice. Solid angler there. Uh, okay, man. Good dude. Yeah, okay. that's about it. Waiting on the new year uh, to kick off. And, uh, you know, we, we'll. Uh, have a few more podcasts before our little uh, Christmas break, and then uh, yeah. be ready for ring in 2022 with a bang. Boom, Josh. Boom. Final Yo. thoughts. I don't know. Everybody have a safe year, man. Happy holidays. <laughs> like you know, I don't. I don't do cool shit like Doo does, man. Like, <laughs> pretty boring. Dude, I've been fishing less than ten times this year, so oh man, it's been a rough one, but. You know, um, I'm just Get getting my up. feet back up underneath me and spending time with my kids and stuff. So um, yeah. next year, you know, once everything gets a little bit more stabilized and um, it, uh, it it's going to be interesting. I was I think I was talking to Brad with this on one of our pods. And um, I think my kind of goal next year is I've thought about doing a grassroots trail, but um, with the time with my kids and stuff like that and having them as often as I do, uh, I think it might be a little difficult because it was kind of funny as I found that most of those tournaments always seemed to fall when I had, it was, you know, my weekend to have them. So um, I'll probably do a couple here and there, but I really actually want to try to go. My plan this year was to travel, travel more, um, to go some, go camping more. And, you know, because when you camp, you can save a lot of money as opposed to staying in like a house or a hotel Mm -hmm. and um, knock down that cost of it. But go fish some places that I haven't fished yet or I really enjoy, like St. Clair or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Get down south some. I really want to go down south. I want to go to like Texas or Alabama. You know, I I said something about it on the pod and (laughs) like Dan Perry was. Uh, chat me like, dude, I'm ready for you to come down, man. Let's go to Gunnersville, uh, Thanksgiving Day weekend. You know, he's like, and he sends me a link for Airbnb, and I'm like, it's two <laughs> weeks away, bro. Like, <laughs> as much as I would love yeah. to go, I don't, I don't have the vacation time yet for it. So, and uh, it was just, it's too quick. And, uh, but I, I really, really want to get into videotaping, uh, you know, doing some video stuff for Pal and Finn. Nice. So I have a, a buddy who has a nice drone here. Um, his name's Dylan. He's got a hell of an eye uh, for photography as well. And um, I think he'd be a fun person to kind of work with and get out on a couple trips and just have a good time. And you know the crazy group I run with. 
You oh, hear, yeah. Like, Mike Grimsley and Chris <laughs> Anderson. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you haven't met Dylan and his brother yet, but they're, they're good dudes too. So, um, you know, and then we got Brad here and the rest of the Ohio crew. There's a lot of sticks around here. Heck yeah. Um, a lot of fun people to fish with too. So, yeah. Right on. I got a drone, <laughs> got a drone in my, on my site soon too. <laughs> I've been utilizing mine pretty good. Um, yeah. I like it. Jay, Jay had his before me and seeing what he could do with his, yep. man. Like it kind of lit a fire in my ass. And then I saw, a great deal for a refurbished one on Amazon, and I was like, "How can I not buy this?" You know, yeah. so, yep. I'm, like, that's on my list right now. Yeah, sure. I think it was. I think I paid like three hundred bucks for like the Flymore package for oh, the dude, Mavic like, Mini. Those are like what five ninety nine, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, usually <laughs> like no, I think they're like six or seven. Yeah, six normally. or seven, right? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the thing was br- like brand new. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mr. Randall, final thoughts, yeah. my friend. Uh, if you're uh, joining the Red Army or the Orange Army this uh, this weekend, be safe. We'll be nice. out there with you. Don't shoot us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think of last year when those guys, like, somebody blasted at 308 or whatever that was, like, towards my way. I was like, what the? You know, I was like, I think I'm going to get up. <laughs> yep. yep. But, uh, yeah, no, man, it's uh, – you know, just uh, have a safe. Uh, well, we're gonna talk more, but you know, yeah, New Year's coming up. Everybody be safe and everything, and have a good yeah. Thanksgiving. Oh um, yeah, I guess we should mention that next weekend's Thanksgiving. We're yeah. probably not doing a show. <laughs> yeah, That's, yeah. Thanksgiving evening would be the OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. OG. The tur- I mean, I, I'm game. I'm Why don't game you do if it? You guys are do it, but like get everybody on at like 10 p.m. If you dude, can. I'd be oh, like dude. half who's asleep. Awake? I'll be asleep drunk. already, or I'll be fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Who's I'll be sitting in my drunk. chair like this, like, oh. like this whole <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, try shoot for 8 p.m. That'd be funny. Yeah, we'll think about that. We'll think about that. But uh, <laughs> anything else, Mr. Randall? No, I'm good. All right. He's Thank good. you. Thank you. Keep, yeah, so, Keep cultivating uh, that mustache. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, great, great conversation tonight. Um, you know, we did mention our Christmas break. Uh, the last show of the year – um, is going to be the 12th with Dustin with Chasing the Tide. We may throw a couple like extra shows in there, like live shows like this, uh, right around Christmas. Uh, yeah. We always try to do something around Christmas, things like that. Um, and then our first week back, uh, full time with the podcast, will be Bass Fishing for Noobs on Monday, January 3rd. So um, it's it's pretty insane, man. Like, uh, this is episode what three oh five? Yeah, yeah, three oh five. So we're gonna yeah. be, yeah, for for just twenty twenty one, which is pretty yeah. crazy. We've all like worked really hard this season. I know everybody's like just like looking forward to that break and uh, just just hitting the reset button and all that stuff. So huge shout out to all the paddle and fin hosts, man, that have been grinding it out all year long, like. We've produced a lot of content. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, also on the docket, uh, we announced that Bass Thumbs Fishing Podcast, Sean, Shane Lamont, uh, 
was was bringing his podcast over to Paddle and Finn. His first episode is going to go up tomorrow afternoon. Should be live around noon Central Time. Um, so be sure to check that out. Um, I know he's got Greg guess. Greg Blanchard on there and uh, one of the AOI winners for one of the California trails. It's mostly West Coast based. Um, so there will be some interesting conversation in there as well. And then. Yeah, you are you uh, to get that West Coast presence finally? Yeah, I can, dude. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's been that huge divide, and I think uh, it. This is one of those stepping stones to bring everybody together for sure. So, yeah. I was super excited when we uh, brought him on. So, um, be sure to check out his show tomorrow. Uh, it'll go live at noon, and then um, uh, what else? I know we've had a lot of questions about the Dale hollow event for next spring. We're working on that. Uh, as soon as oh, we have yeah. the dates, that'll be announced. Um, is that going to be our meetup or is that going to be like for everybody? Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of us getting together again, like next year. It'll, it'll probably be both. Um, so yeah. And, uh, yeah. If you want one, your channel box windows to show live fish. Let me know. I stick a live camera. All right, all right, I got it. All right, Uncle all right, Flaky. Flaky. All right, Flaky. We'll, we'll hit you up, bro. We'll yeah, hit you bro. up. Um. So yeah, a uh, lot of cool stuff happening. Um. Year's not over yet. We're getting there. Um. If we don't have a show next week, I hope you all have a happy Thanksgiving and uh get to spend time some quality time with family and friends and uh eat plenty of food and all that goodness and like jay said if you're in the orange army and you're getting out there this weekend uh be safe uh play it smart if it's brown it's down <laughs> fill the freezer yes, sir. uh yeah looking forward to it and yes please do not shoot me yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's why i'm bringing my tree stand so i can get up off the ground a little yeah. bit so but uh <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I'll, I'll be easier to pick off out of the tree rather yeah, than yeah. on the ground maybe i want Less some instructions yeah but uh <laughs> yeah so i appreciate everybody tuning in tonight we will catch you guys on the next one as always boys and girls tight lines smooth paddle peace